Hey, you're listening to the Grace City Daily Podcast from here to there. Hey, happy Thursday morning. Uh, we're going to go ahead and dive into Psalm 9. So this psalm, again, sticking with the theme of Psalm of Praise, which we started in uh, yesterday with Psalm 8. And so we're just going to do 1 through 10 uh, this morning. So this is what David says. I will thank the Lord with all of my heart. I will declare all your wondrous works. I'll rejoice and boast about you. I will sing about your name, Most High. When my enemies retreat, they stumble and perish before you. For you have upheld my just cause. You have seated on the throne as a right you are seated on the throne as a righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations, you have destroyed the wicked, and you have erased their name forever and ever. The enemy has come to eternal ruin. You have uprooted the cities, and the very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for judgment. And the judge and he judges the world with righteousness. He executes judgment on the nations with fairness. The Lord is a refuge for the persecuted a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you because you've not uh, abandoned those who seek you, uh, Lord. Now, th- this in a lot of ways, um, uh, even more so than Psalm 8, is, is chiefly a psalm of praise. And the reason that I say that is because it's composed really of two main parts. Uh, and so the first part, verses 1 through 12, uh, really contains praise for past deliverance. So David is looking back on what God has done and praise is, is coming out of that, the fact that God has delivered him. And then 13 through 20 uh, is really a prayer for future deliverance. And so there's a sense in which when you're reading 13 through 20, that David is so confident that God's going to deliver him. I think this is a strong word for us, that David is so confident um, that God's going to deliver him from future uh, trouble and suffering, that he's still praising him for future deliverance. Because the confidence is based on the fact that he did it, uh, that he did it in the past, and so I think that's such a powerful, uh, that's such a powerful thought there for us um, in in looking at man. We can look to the future with confidence because we've seen how God has the delivered um, us in the past. Now, if you look at the very, uh, if you look at the very beginning of this, it was kind of a convicting verse to be honest with you, because he he says in verse one, he says, "I will thank the Lord." With all of my heart, I will declare all your wondrous works. I will rejoice and boast about you. I will sing about your name, Most High. Now, um, as we've been reading and studying these psalms together, th- there has been something in me where where I, I begin to think, man, do I do I praise God enough? Is my conversation um, do I do I have a, a posture of of gratitude and thankfulness? Or does my speech, um, is it full of, of worry and anxiety and complaining? Because um, uh, I'm, I'm looking at these Psalms, I'm saying, man, David is, is putting forward uh, a way that has created a sense of security in himself based on God's faithfulness um, through, through continually praising God that seems to have uh, affected the way that, that David lives. And so as we've been reading these and just been thinking about, man, I need to have a, I need to, to recognize what the faithfulness that God has, has done in my life. Like in my conversations with my wife and with my friends and, um, in, in prayer groups and things like that, more recognizing, man, these are the ways that God has been faithful. That's why, uh, every Thursday, um, we're doing a 12 hour prayer. And so it's actually going on, 
uh, right now. And in the first uh, four or five of the prayers are are praise. So they're not intercession or supplication. Uh, we get to those later in the 12-hour prayer, but we want to start um, our day in the first few hours praising God um, for various things. I mean, he is, God is sovereignly in control. He, he loves us, has pursued us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And so we want to recognize that on the, the front end. That's one of the, the reasons that we um, that we start out our prayer with praise. And I, and I would say, let me just put that forward to you. Um, as you think about your prayer life and as you think about um, how, how you communicate now in these days with people, is, 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 your, is your conversation, is there ever moments of praise towards God? Yeah, we can, we can do that in worship and we can sing and, and, and corporately do that and, and do it on our own. But what about just in conversations with people? Uh, David seems to have a posture here um, of praise to God that, that is, is deeply kind of rooted in him. And so I, I just think, man, that's a word for us this morning is, is our, our language should, should be one of, of praise um, and thanking God for his faithfulness. Okay, so what, what was, let's look at what was David praising God for exactly in this psalm? There's a couple of thoughts here um, that I think are good. So uh, verses three through six He's praising him for victory over enemies. Now, we don't lead a monarch. We're not a king like David. And so as, as you can see here in, in David's language, uh, he, he's talking about um, the, destroying the, the wicked. The enemy has come to eternal ruin. You've uprooted the cities. The very memory of them has perished. I mean, David is a king, so he's used to having people come against his kingdom. And he sees the victories in, in those kingdoms he attributes those to God. And, and so we're not there. That's not who we are. Um, but I think we can echo David's words in, in the sense that Christ has defeated Satan. Uh, we have victory over Satan. Satan is the, the kind of the great spiritual enemy of God, and he's a ruthless enemy. He, he, the scripture says he comes to um, still kill and destroy. And, and we can, with David, recognize when Jesus has defeated him. I mean, he's, he's active. In our day, I mean, we see that, but he's defeated. At the end of the day, he will be no more, and we can praise uh, God for that. And so there's victory over our enemies. We see that in 3 through 6. In 7 through 8, um, he's praising God because he's God's working out of justice and right judgment um, on on the earth, right? And so David, as a king, gets this. I mean, he is kind of the, the CEO and judge of, of Israel in a lot of ways, and so he's responsible for seeing uh, justice done in civil matters. Um, that, that's one of his responsibilities as a king. So he's praising God for having established the, the divine throne of judgment and for, for ruling uh, justly. And I, and I do think as Christians are in a day, we, we should be concerned more and more uh, about justice in our day. I mean, this is Micah 6, 8 says, um, what does the Lord require of you? Uh, and, then, and then it goes on to say to act justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with our with our God, right? So if we see that first one, it's to do is to do what is to to act uh, justly. We we have to be people who are looking at and, and thinking about are others cared for. We have to be concerned about the justice for for others. I, I think even now in in this crisis, one of the ways that we love and care for neighbor 
is is making sure that that measures are be taken, measures are being taken to love and care for them. So we want to be informed about that. We we want to be able to step into that. Okay, and then the final thing he's praising God for is refuge from the wicked, and we see this in nine through ten. Uh, and so he he's basically saying, when I feel oppressed in times of trouble, you have been a refuge for me. Um, we we talked about how David at the beginning of of really a lot of his story is about him taking over from King Saul. So God's presence left King Saul. David was raised up as the next king of Israel, but but King Saul didn't wasn't going to let that go easy. And so he, uh, what we know is he pursued David and, and went after David. And so a big theme in David's life is is him hiding from Saul and and God being a res- refuge for him. We we see that in in Psalm eleven, in Psalm sixteen, in Psalm eighteen, in Psalm forty, in Psalm forty six. Uh, he David um, has the personal experience to be able to say. Uh, like in verse 10, Lord, you have never forsaken those um, who seek you. And, and I think Hebrews 13, 5 um, says that God will never leave you uh, and never forsake you. Uh, and, and then we see Jesus in Matthew 28, 20 says that, that Jesus said, surely I am with you always to the very end of, of this age. And so we, with David, recognize i think one of the ways and one of the reasons uh, that we can praise god and thank god is that we have a refuge in jesus that even in the midst of all this, this craziness and, and chaos um that that i i think in a lot of ways can can really rise to the surface this this need for refuge um even in the midst of this we can say uh jesus is with us and and i think i think that needs to to step more into, at least in my conversations and, and perhaps in your conversations uh, as well. And so have a great, great rest of your day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening along uh, today. Just know we're continuing to uh, pray for each of you. Please don't hesitate to reach out if you need us. You can go to greatcityboston.com, hit the contact uh, at the bottom. And, uh, and if you are listening uh, today on Thursday, uh, we'll be doing every Thursday. We're doing a 12-hour prayer. You can find that online as well. We'd love for you to step into that with us.